What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 29. Um, so today we're going to be looking at NXT and NXT UK from the 6th of March. So this uh, Wednesday just gone. Lots of uh, great action to talk about. Especially in NXT, got four cracking first round matches from the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, uh, with the winners of that tournament, of course, going on to face War Raiders at NXT New York uh, this April, WrestleMania weekend. We'll also be talking about the first ever Falls Count Anywhere match um, on NXT UK TV between Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin. That's also a cracker. We'll talk more about the matches very, very soon. Later on in the episode, we're going to be looking at my fast lane predictions. Of course, the latest WWE far, uh, pay-per-view is uh, going to be happening this coming Sunday. And this is the final WWE pay-per-view before WrestleMania uh, next, uh, next month, the 7th of April. And uh, even Fastlane has a really, really good uh, solid card, so I can't wait to talk more about some of them up-and-coming matches. However, let's uh, just want to do a little bit of a, a plug for some of my social media channels, like I like to do at the beginning of every episode. If you want to reach out to Wrestling With Johnners, you can email us uh, at uh, wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, um, at withjohners underscore pod. Uh, even look us up on uh, Instagram. Uh, just simply search Wrestling With Johnners or uh, www.instagram.com forward slash Wrestling With Johnners. We've also got a Facebook group which is growing by the day. Uh, just go on to Facebook, search for Wrestling With Johnners and join the group for all of the daily news, updates, fun, interaction, some banter on there as well. Now, just uh, for our up-and-coming episode, we do have another episode uh, coming out in a few days' time um, after Elimination Chamber, and I'll be joined by guest host David Anderson. Now, David's joined me on uh, other episodes before, most notably the Royal Rumble episode from the beginning of the year and Elimination Chamber from last month, and he'll be joining me again, uh, my guest host, uh, for the Fastlane pay-per-view review. We're hoping to have that up uh, by Thursday, so because of work commitments and one or two other things, can't get it recorded any sooner than that, but it will be up on Thursday. Uh, you can, of course, listen to the podcast pretty much wherever you download your podcasts, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Anchor, and even on YouTube, and like I said, besides those uh, many, many more platforms where you can download the podcast, it is pretty much everywhere. Now, I usually do a roundup of the top three news items at the beginning of every single episode, uh, but this time round, I've really only got one news story that I want to cover, and uh, we kind of featured it within the, uh, the the news items from last week, and it's about Tommaso Ciampa. So last week, when we uh, did the Wrestling with Johnners episode 28, we spoke about Tommaso Ciampa, uh, we spoke about how he was suffering with a neck injury, there was a chance through rehabilitation at the time, the rumour was that he may be okay, to wrestle to defend his NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver New York um, and that he was just <clears throat> sidelined until then hoping that he would be able to recover um, but things escalated very very quickly from there and it transpires that uh, um, he will not be in a side of wrestling ring for quite a while actually uh, probably beyond uh, the one year mark now uh, Tommaso Ciampa actually went in for surgery on Wednesday is, uh, is my understanding, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, it'll be out of action for over a year after um, having um, anterior 
cervical fusion surgery to repair his injured neck now like I say this all kind of happened very quickly because it was only two weeks ago when he was making his uh, Monday Night Raw and Smackdown Live debuts alongside Johnny Gargano uh, against the revival and then on the Tuesday against Cesaro and Sheamus in two very entertaining matches which uh, the reformed DIY actually won on those two occasions but uh, it turns out that the Smackdown live match was pretty much the last match that he had before being sidelined and ultimately having to uh, have this neck surgery which happened a few days ago um, which is going to keep him on the shelf for quite a long time it means that he's definitely not going to be able to defend his champion his NXT championship um, at NXT takeover New York as you would suspect the title title will be vacated it's a real blow to Tommaso Ciampa being as he was really starting to uh, make his name on the main roster he's been um, the best heel that NXT has seen in a long long time um, and ultimately he won the the gold uh, Goldie as he likes to call it uh, a few months ago he's defended it in classic matches against Johnny Gargano in many main events at uh, uh, recent takeovers and he will be a massive loss to the roster and to the product and uh, I'd say doubly so for Tommaso Ciampa because he just made his debut on the main roster and it looks like after takeover New York he was going to be a, a regular uh, or a permanent fixture on the main roster um, all of this has kind of been blown out of the water now with him being sidelined having had this uh, this uh, fusion surgery and um, yeah uh, well, hopefully when he does come back if he comes back there, there are some rumors out there that he, he may not uh, be able to ever return to the ring again after the surgery that was performed some of you may have seen pictures that are out there of the screws or the bolts or the steel plates that are going to be inserted uh, to uh, fuse or to repair the the, the injured neck of Tommaso Ciampa so Yes, let's keep our fingers crossed that he does make a full recovery and hopefully, you know, 12, 13, 14 months down the line, once he's had a chance to uh, recover, train, get back into ring shape, that he's given the all clear to come back to the ring. And hopefully his push won't be affected uh, by this surgery. Hopefully he'll be able to uh, continue where he left off. That'll be the best case scenario for Tommaso Ciampa, to continue where he left off. And hopefully this doesn't affect the push of Johnny Gargano as well. Johnny Gargano is a much smaller wrestler than the majority of the main roster out there. Um, <clears throat> being teamed up with Tommaso Ciampa might have given them both uh, a better chance of getting over on the main roster. Both extraordinarily talented guys, I'm sure nobody can take that away from them. But, um, you know, his size could be deemed a bit of a disadvantage, um, certainly to, you know, people like Vince McMahon, who have always preferred the, the bigger guys. But um, hopefully it won't affect the, the push of Johnny Gargano. So that, that does um, also mean that we're going to be getting a, a new main event, uh, NXT TakeOver New York. The title will be vacated. It will be up for grabs during uh, that, that main event, I'm assuming. Um, the rumoured match at the moment would be Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Adam Cole uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't due to be wrestling anybody at NXT TakeOver New York. Um, he may well have been in contention for the North American Championship. We saw him in a bit of a, 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 bit of a confrontation with Velveteen Dream on last week's NXT. On this week's NXT, and we'll talk about uh, this week's NXT in the podcast very soon, but we saw the Velveteen Dream and uh, Matt Riddle get into a little bit of a confrontation ringside. 
So, um, you know, there are rumours that it could be Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole or Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. So it looks like it could be Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. And it looks like Adam Cole could be promoted up to the NXT Championship match in the main event against Johnny Gargano there. Um, So it will be interesting to see how that transpires. They do have one more set of tapings before the TakeOver event on the 5th of April in New York. Uh, which will hopefully uh, tidy up the the story surrounding Tommaso Ciampa and his um, his, his his absence. Uh, probably cover off some, something about his injury and the surgery that he's just had, um, and uh, lead into a fresh new storyline, new matchup going into NXT Takeover New York. Um, I still think uh, it's going to be a phenomenal show, like all takeovers are. It's a shame. That right at the end of the Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano storyline that they couldn't uh, finish this very last chapter of this nearly two-year saga between the two of them. Um, no doubt somewhere down the line this will be brought up and hopefully they'll get a chance to kind of bookend uh, this epic storyline, uh, possibly one of the, the best wrestling storylines in recent history. Um, but uh, my kind of uh, prayers go out to Tommaso Ciampa and I hope that he does make a full recovery and hopefully we'll see him in a wrestling ring again in the future. So let's uh, have a look at NXT UK as I mentioned earlier, from the 6th of March to this previous Wednesday. And uh, the show starts with a recap of the feud between Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin, leading to their epic and much-anticipated Falls Count Anywhere match tonight on NXT TV. This was an excellent video package that got me even more invested in this feud and the match between these two tonight. I must admit, uh, and for those of you that have listened to my reviews and my my podcast over the last uh, few weeks, that their feud so far, um, you've heard my thoughts that it's not really captured me as much as I would have liked, but tonight's main event uh, has got me excited, and this video package got me even more invested in this uh, this main event. Um, No doubt be a a, a fantastic blow-off to their their feud, which has uh, gone on for about three or four months now hopefully culminating in it being able to free these two uh, fantastic wrestlers Jordan Devlin and Travis Banks um, up for them to start new programs with somebody new on NXT TV in the coming weeks. The first match of the night is Ligero versus Joseph Connors so speaking of matches and rematches between wrestlers who have been uh, feuding for a while this opening match is between Ligero and Joseph Connors so there's been a there was a brief video uh, of Connors telling us how he's uh, been feuding with Ligero on the British independent wrestling circuit for many years and that he will be putting an end to Ligero in their match tonight. The last time we saw Ligero and Joseph Connors on NXT TV, uh, Ligero walked away with the victory. Uh, This would have been um, the the first match in the latest set of tapings uh, filmed a couple of weeks ago from Coventry. The match barely gets started before Joseph Connors dumps Ligero over the top rope and to the floor on the outside. Uh, back in the ring, Connors punishes Ligero with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, followed by a double foot stomp to the chest uh, of the Leeds Luchador. Connors gets a two-count off of a stiff clothesline, and Connors is, is definitely the aggressor as the match goes to the five-minute mark. Connors puts Ligero into a double armbar with a knee firmly planted into Ligero's back for extra pressure. Ligero eventually strikes back with a leg lariat and a springboard stunner for a close near fall. 
Connors manages to get a close near fall of his own. However, following an excellent slingshot DDT, there's another two count from Connors from a well-executed face buster. The match ends on the nine minute mark when Liguero rolls Joseph Connors up in a modified crucifix pin for the quick and surprising win for Liguero. Uh, surprisingly only because Connors did have the lion's share of the offence in what was a very good match uh, that had the fans in attendance on the edge of their seats with a number of false finishes and close near falls from both competitors here. Liguero extends a hand as a sign of sportsmanship but Connors avoids the handshake and exits the ring. We get a backstage interview with Tony Storm who asks, what's next for Tony Storm? As she walks off, we see Ginny walk into the frame, walk into the picture, uh, looking on as Tony Storm walks off. Now, that could very well answer Tony Storm's question as to who's next for her NXT Women's Championship. And uh, we'll probably feature these two facing off for the NXT UK Women's Championship on a future episode of NXT TV. Gallows are seen in some poorly lit uh, backstage area of the Coventry Skydome. Wolfgang starts by saying that Mark and Joe are related by blood, but that doesn't make this any less than a firm. We are all unique in our own way, but together we are Gallus, and Gallus are not to be disrespected. Joe, Con uh, Joe Coffey sends out a challenge to Walter and Pete Dunne whilst proclaiming that this is still very much their kingdom. Then Radzi is seen backstage chasing down the ring general Walter for an interview and asks the big Austrian how he responds to Gallus for their accusations of both Walter and Pete Dunne being disrespectful towards Gallus. Walter just looks on at Radzi and walks off without saying a word. Then we've got the combination of Stoker and Howley versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Now this is the first time that we've seen the combo of Stoker and Howley. I'm not that familiar with them to be honest with you. But tonight they are going up against a formidable team. Um, and uh, one of the eight teams currently part of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, um, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. And of course we'll be covering uh, their match in the first round of the Dusty Cup a little later on. Eichner shows a display of his strength, catching his opponent in midair, only to bring him back down to earth with a huge slam. Stoker and Howley uh, do manage to get a couple of tags in, as well as a bit of offence against Bartel. But Bartel soon takes control with a wicked uppercut and a double underhook suplex before tagging Eichner back in, who starts to slap Stoker across the face. But the Union take control with a vicious flurry of offence, leading to their ever-impressive, impressive even, uh, assisted power slam. The match soon comes to an end when Eichner tags in Bartel uh, to finish off Stoker with a diving European uppercut power slam combo for the 1-2-3 and another impressive win for the European Union, Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner. We see a vignette for Kaylee Ray who will be making an NXT UK debut next week. But our next match is Charlie Morgan versus Nina Samuels. So we've seen Charlie Morgan on a couple of occasions here on NXT UK, but Nina Samuels is fast becoming a more prominent talent on the NXT UK women's roster. Samuels starts the match by going to work on Morgan's left arm. Nina Samuels does get a one count from a snapmare, uh, which is very reminiscent to uh, something you would see from Mr. Perfect. Uh, Samuels obviously paying homage to one of her heroes there. Morgan hits a sweet kick to the face of her opponent before nailing uh, a step up Enziguri. The match doesn't go much longer, however, as Samuels catches Charlie Morgan in midair from uh, a turnbuckle dive before hoisting Morgan onto her shoulders, allowing her to execute her netbreaker finisher for the pinfall victory after only three minutes. 
Uh, once again, Nina Samuels is fast becoming a star on the women's roster in NXT UK. And I look forward to seeing more from her in the coming weeks and months. We then see Pete Dunne at the UK Performance Centre where he is asked about the Coffee Brothers who sent out a challenge to both him and Walter um, in, 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 earlier on in the episode. Pete Dunne says that it doesn't matter if he and Walter can coexist. He has proven himself to Gallus time and time again. So with Walter or not, the next time the Coffees step into the ring with him, he'll make sure that it is the last time. Strong words there from the Bruiserweight. Are we going to be getting a tag match between the Bruiserweight and the Ring General Walter versus the Coffees? That would be an interesting encounter and uh, will help to further the storyline between Dunn and Walter as they head ever closer to NXT TakeOver New York where uh, they are rumoured to be facing each other for the WWE UK Championship. We do, however, see confirmation of this match in a tweet from NXT UK GM Johnny Saint, who confirms that we will indeed be getting UK champ Pete Dunne teaming up with Walter on next week's NXT UK to take on Mark and Joe the Coffee Brothers. Um, and of course, uh, the match will indeed be covered right here on Wrestling with Jonas. Then we got the main event of this hour of NXT UK. Uh, Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin in the first ever Falls Count Anywhere match on NXT UK TV. Neither Banks or Devlin are prepared to wait for the bell to ring as they meet each other in the aisleway where this brawl begins. Banks punishes Devlin's with, uh, Devlin with a suplex on the outside, getting a two count for his troubles. Both men start brawling into the crowd and uh, Banks nails Devlin with some crisp knife-edge chops as they go into the stands. Devlin falls from the stands down onto the hard floor below, but Travis Banks chooses to, uh, chooses to follow his opponent, but not by walking down the steps that they used to get up there in the first place, but by launching himself from the edge of the stands a good 15 feet up with an incredible dive straight onto his opponent for an awesome close near fall. Uh, there are um, holy shit chants as Devlin and Banks make their way back to the ringside area. Uh, Devlin gets a steel chair but is unable to use it on Banks on this occasion. Banks tries a uh, tope dive through the ropes only to be rocked by the chair shot from the Irish ace. Banks clutches his left knee as Devlin throws him back into the ring to continue laying in the beating. Devlin executes a backbreaker for a two count. Devlin hits a, uh, his patented Uranagi slam followed by a standing moonsault for an impressive two count. However, Devlin tries a Spanish fly on the outside only for Banks to grab hold of the top rope, sending Devlin crashing all on his lonesome backwards into the steel chair um, on the floor from the earlier attack. The fans in Coventry ask for tables and Travis Banks kindly obliges setting one up on the outside. Back inside the ring, his, uh, attempt, he attempts a drop kick uh, which connects sending Devlin crashing into the poorly positioned referee who was directly behind the action, knocking the ref to the outside. Travis is able to hit his Kiwi Crusher Fisherman Buster for an easy uh, visual pinfall, uh, but there's no referee to make the count. Devlin regains the control as the referee comes back into the ring just in time to count another close near fall from a Jordan Devlin moonsault. In one of the spots of the match, Jordan Devlin hits a picture-perfect suicide suplex or a superplex from the top turnbuckle. But instead of covering, goes for back-to-back -back suplexes, only for Travis Banks to perform his Kiwi Crusher from out of nowhere for a two-count of his own. 
both men staggered to their feet and make their way to the outside once again where Banks nails a double stomp to the knee of Jordan Devlin uh, before both men make their way onto the ring apron where Jordan Devlin blocks an attempted suplex from Travis Banks only for Devlin to execute his Spanish fly off the ring apron directly through the setup table at ringside uh, covers and gets to one two three and the pinnacle victory on Travis Banks on the 17 minute mark. That was an excellent match, a really, really fantastic match. Uh, from the dive from Banks onto Devlin, from the uh, from the stands 15 feet high, through to the top turnbuckle superplex by Devlin earlier on in the match, uh, which was followed by the Kiwi Crusher um, from Banks from out of nowhere, uh, all of which led to this exciting climax in Devlin, um, putting himself and his opponent through the table, with this uh, wild Spanish fly for the pinfall victory for Jordan Devlin. And that brings uh, an end to this episode of NXT UK from the 6th of March. Now let's have a look at NXT from Full Sail. So NXT uh, from the 6th of March. uh, Tonight sees the start of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic and uh, the opening of the show really makes the tournament seem very important, very special, uh, paying uh, homage and respect to Dusty Rhodes. Looking back at previous winners of the tournaments including uh, the first ever Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, you can see Ciampa and Gargano, Gargano saying that this is uh, where it all started for DIY back in the first ever Dusty Road Classic. Tommaso says that they're going to finish what they started. Uh, we see all of the teams uh, that will be taking part in the tournament. And this video uh, package alone has got me uh, hyped and looking forward to every single match, even before the first matches begin. And uh, any one of the eight teams could very well end up the winners, um, unless, of course, you're the Forgotten Sons. I'm not a fan of those. Uh, the first match, however, in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. The first match of the first round is featuring Ricochet and Alistair Black against Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Now, this match has all the potential uh, to kick the first round into into overdrive from the off. Uh, Percy Watson draws a comparison of Black and Ricochet to the first ever Dusty Cup winners Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. The match really gets going when Alistair Black nails Bartel with a basement dropkick. Black is able to follow up with a forearm uppercut, catching Black from the second turnbuckle. Eichner slams Black uh, hard with a spinebuster, followed quickly with a running knee from Bartel for a two count. Ricochet gets tagged in and like a ball of energy catches both Eichner and Bartel in a neck breaker DDT combo on both men, followed by a springboard uppercut and a standing shooting star press for a two count. Bartel does manage to nail Ricochet with a wicked step up Enziguri before throwing Ricochet into the arms of the powerful Eichner who not only catches his opponent but executes a beautiful brain buster in the process. Uh, Bartel nails Black with the dive through the ropes while Eichner hits a double springboard moonsault for a very close no fall and that was an outstanding series of moves from the European Union there. There are loud NXT chants from the fans at Full Sail. Uh, Eichner hits an impressive springboard tornado DDT for another two count uh, on the one and only Ricochet. Black gets tagged in again and nails Bartel with a springboard double knees, uh, but is assisted by Ricochet, who is able to catch Bartel with a springboard Hurricane Rana before diving through the ropes to topple Bartel with a tope through the ropes and on the rampway. This amazing match ends on the nine minute mark with Alistair Black nailing um, his black mass from out of nowhere onto Fabian Eichner for the win in this hot first round match in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. 
uh, dispatch was a lot of fun from these four highly impressive individuals and it's uh, only a shame that uh, one of the teams had to go out uh, on this occasion it was Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel and they had to go out so early in this competition but I think we'll see a lot more from the European Union um, in the future on both NXT and NXT UK definitely Triple H sees a lot in this combo and I'm sure we'll see more from them in the future we see a recap from last week's match between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic uh, before we see footage of these two getting into a heated confrontation at the Performance Centre. We then teased with the graphic telling us that we'll be getting a rematch between Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic in two weeks' time on NXT. Uh, I may not be the only person that hopes that we get another non-finish to that second match and hopefully we'll see a payoff match at NXT TakeOver New York. And as I predicted last week... Um, I'd, I'd love to see them at TakeOver New York, um, even if it was on the, the pre-show. Uh, it, it'd be fantastic to see them have their blow-off match in front of a huge crowd at the Barclays Centre. And like I say, even if it's on the pre-show, it'd be an outstanding way to kick off that uh, fantastic show on the 5th of April. Our second match in the first round of the Dusty Cup pits Danny Birch and Odie Lorkin versus the Forgotten Sons. So the Forgotten Sons start the match at a pace. Double teaming only Lorkin with a tandem backbreaker before Steve Cutler comes crashing into Lorkin with a running cannonball uh, while uh, Lorkin was hung up in the corner and manages to get a two count from that uh, exchange. When uh, Danny Birch does get tagged in, um, he levels Cutler with some neat drop kicks and an enziguri. Uh, but when Birch tags in Lorkin, only Lorkin is unable to execute their double team finisher due to the punishment the Forgotten Sons had put on him early on in the match. Lorkin does manage to execute a moonsault, uh, moonsault sent on to Blake on the outside, but he's soon levelled by a wicked larrier turning Lorkin inside out before Cutler hits a butterfly backbreaker for a close near fall. Danny Birch does eventually get the uh, the tag back in and realises that he's uh, going to have to defeat his opponents all by himself with uh, Lorkin being incapacitated for that moment. Black gets a near fall from a missile drop kick to the back of Danny Birch and Lorkin gets the tag back in to hit a double blockbuster on the Forgotten Sons. Wesley Blake rushes in to the ring to disrupt a pinfall attempt off the back of a spiked DDT finisher from Lorkin and Birch. Uh, the match ends on the eight minute mark when the Forgotten Sons hit their inverted DDT double foot stomp finisher for the 1-2-3 advancing them through to the semi-finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And that was a, another fast and furious first round match with the Forgotten Sons getting uh, the all important win showing uh, that they do have some potential and can, can pull off a good match uh, with the right opponents and only Lorcan and Danny Birch were definitely the right opponents um, for the Forgotten Sons on this occasion. Seeing the Forgotten Sons go through to the next round of course. Then we see the Velveteen Dream uh, come out to the ring with his North American Championship. In fact he doesn't come out to the ring, he stands on the announce table reminding the fans that he is the champ before the uh, original bro Matt Riddle interrupts the dream to loud bro chants from the full sale faithful. Riddle says that uh, he just came out here to say hi and to congratulate dream on his recent title victory. Riddle then says that uh, he wants to get closer and uh, take a closer look at the North American Championship and uh, that he can't help but think what it would look like around the waist of the bro one day. That would be a great match, could potentially get it uh, take over New York. I, for one, would definitely be down for that match.
Speaking of TakeOver New York, there will be a number one contender match for the NXT Women's title between Bianca Belair and Io Shirai next week on NXT TV. Will, of course, the winner going on to face Shayna Baszler at NXT TakeOver New York, April the 5th. A third match in the first round of the Dusty Cup uh, faces um, the Stash Mountain versus the Street Profits. So I've really grown to love the Street Profits over recent months. But tonight they go up against former NXT Tag Team Champions, Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. Um, everybody's favourite tag team. Um, and they're very popular as they come out to um, big cheers from the, the Full Sail fans uh, as both teams get ready for, for the action. Tyler Bate, uh, monkey flips Montez Ford, only for Ford to land perfectly on both feet. Uh, Tyler Bate manages to hit step up Enziguri before tagging out to Trent Seven. Seven takes some punishment from Montez Ford before hitting Ford with a DDT, allowing him to finally tag out to Tyler Bate. Bate executes a neat suplex to Dawkins before nailing a picture-perfect standing shooting star press for a two-count. Dawkins spears Bate for a two-count of his own before Montez catches Seven on the outside with a huge leaping somersault sent on to the outside. The Profits hit their spinebuster and frog splash combo onto Bate for another close near fall. Dawkins gets Bate up into an electric chair, but before Ford can get onto the top turnbuckle to finish Bate off, he's dropped with a dragon suplex on the ring apron from Trent Seven taking him out of the match, uh, while Tyler Bate and Trent Seven put an end to the match with their flying knee torture rack double team for another impressive win for the former NXT Tag Team Champions. Mustache Mountain advancing through to the semi-finals, and they'll be facing the Forgotten Sons on next week's NXT. The final of the four... Uh, first round matches for the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is between Undisputed Era and that's going to be Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly versus DIY, the newly reformed DIY, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. So can Undisputed Era retain the Dusty Cup after winning it um, as well as retaining the NXT Tag Team titles uh, last year at TakeOver New Orleans, you may remember. However, Bobby Fish was replaced in that match by Adam Cole due to a knee injury that Bobby had suffered earlier on from that year. However, tonight Fish, Bobby Fish is back with Kyle O'Reilly and goes up against the newly reformed DIY Johnny Gargano and NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Now we spoke about Tommaso Ciampa and... Um, Yes, uh, it's it's quite ironic that we see him in this match uh, teaming up against Johnny Gargano uh, as the current NXT champion when it looks like we're, we're probably not going to see much of Tommaso Ciampa um, after this match. Um, I'm not going to set out any spoilers for kind of future uh, matches down the line that uh, may have already been recorded and are in the can, um, but uh, yeah. When Johnny comes down to the ring, um, he does look at Goldie, Tommaso Ciampa's NXT Championship. Um, and just then, the DIY entrance theme plays as Ciampa and Gargano eventually climb into the ring to the loud ovation and the appreciation of the fans. Uh, it's sad to think that because of recent events, uh, which have led to Tommaso's neck surgery earlier this week, that this could be the last time that we see Tommaso Ciampa inside the ring for a very long time. Um, However, Tommaso and Gargano are definitely the crowd favourites as this match goes on, gets underway. After a quick start from DIY, Undisputed take control with a series of strikes from both Fish and O'Reilly onto the former North American champion Johnny Gargano. Fish and O'Reilly nail Gargano with a wheelbarrow DDT into a suplex combo for a two count. Gargano does manage to take out both members of Undisputed by kicking Bobby Fish and DDT and O'Reilly, um, all within the same move 
but before Gargano could tag out to Champa, he is pulled off the ring apron by Bobby Fish. Champa delivers a vicious running knee to the face of O'Reilly before hitting the Tower of London for a two count. Uh, and in the heat of the battle, Gargano executes a running cannibal from the ring apron onto Fish on the outside. There's a stiff exchange of kicks between Gargano and O'Reilly, leading to Gargano getting nailed with a super stiff clothesline to the loud approval of the NXT audience. And in one of the spots of the whole show, Bobby Fish drives Champa from the top turnbuckle with a huge Michinoku driver, followed swiftly by Kyle O'Reilly's diving knee to the chest of the NXT champion from the top turnbuckle for a very close near fall. The match goes to the outside where Kyle O'Reilly crashes Tommaso Champa through some chairs at ringside. Kyle O'Reilly absorbs back-to-back DDTs from DIY before uh, we see Gargano and Ciampa perform the DIY double-team finisher, the super kick and running knee combo to the head of Kyle O'Reilly for the eventual pinfall win for DIY. Ciampa and Gargano go over. This outstanding match went 11 minutes and sees DIY going through to the semi-finals and they'll be facing Ricochet and Alistair Black on next week's show. The show goes off the air with DIY celebrating in the centre of the ring when we see NXT Tag Team Champions, the War Raiders, who appear on the stage, appear on the ramp area, who look uh, towards the ring, towards the victorious Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. So in this episode of NXT, we saw four really good first round matches in the first round of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. And next week we'll see the semi-final. Uh, the, both matches uh, will be Mustache Mountain versus the Forgotten Sons and Ricochet and Alistair Black versus Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano DIY. Both of them two matches should be absolutely outstanding. And if they're anywhere as good as the two the, the four matches we've just seen, uh, then it's going to be uh, an excellent set of semi-finals um, that should go some way to telling us who the uh, eventual winners of the tournament is going to be. Uh, who will go on to NXT TakeOver New York to face the War Raiders uh, April the 5th. Before we finish this episode of Wrestling with Jonas, let's have a quick look at the fast lane matches. So I'm not going to be covering every single match because I think there's about eight or nine matches which have been announced. Uh, the first match I'm going to cover is Bailey and Sasha Banks, the boss and hug connection. They'll be going up against Nia Jax and Tamina. Now, um, I think that Bailey and Sasha Banks have been excellent first-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champions since winning that Elimination Chamber match last month. Um, I thought that was a fantastic match, really credible and deserving winners in the Boston Hug connection. Um, they, they popped up on last week's edition of NXT. Um, and and have said that they will defend their titles on Raw, on the SmackDown, on NXT. Uh, wherever they're needed, they will defend their titles. Nia Jax is, is kind of very over with the management in WWE. Tamina, however, not so much. Um, I I would love to see Bailey and Sasha Banks go on to WrestleMania to defend their championships. I'm um, not sure who would be an obvious contender for them to face at WrestleMania. It could be Nia Jax and Tamina again. Um, I, I, I'm predicting a Boston Hug Connection win here uh, purely because I, I really can't handle uh, Tamina. Um, I, I really wouldn't be able to kind of handle her as a champion within the WWE. Despite the fact that WWE management are giving her every opportunity to get over teaming her with Nia Jax in this uh, championship match. Uh, yeah, I'm going out on a limb and I'm going to say that uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks 
retains their championships. I'm not sure where this leaves them going into WrestleMania. I'm not sure where it leaves Nia Jax going into WrestleMania. Um, I'm sure that we will have more answers uh, come Sunday. Asuka defending her WWE SmackDown Live Women's Championship against Mandy Rose. So you haven't seen a lot of Asuka since she, um, pretty much since she won the the championship um, in the first place uh, at TLC in December. Uh, She defended and retained her championship against Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble in January. Apart from that, uh, we haven't seen a lot of Asuka in the last few months, which has been a real shame. There does seem to be a bit more of a spotlight, a bit more of a focus on Mandy Rose. Uh, there's, there's a real chance here that Mandy Rose um, is getting over with the, the management team in the WWE. She's got a great look. She uh, seems to be pulling together, uh, you know, some, some reasonable uh, performances. Certainly in the Elimination Chamber, I was quite impressed by her and Sonya Deville. It would not surprise me that Mandy, if Mandy Rose actually takes the championship here off of Asuka. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Send your tweets, send your hate mail to uh, Wrestling with Johnners, but uh, I think Mandy Rose actually takes the, the championship away from Asuka here. I don't see um, Asuka taking a title as far as WrestleMania. I think it ends here. Then we got uh, the, the Shield reunion, possibly the last time we'll ever see Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in the ring as a unit as the Shield with Dean Ambrose reportedly leaving the WWE after WrestleMania. And uh, Seth Rollins obviously has his Universal Championship match against champion Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And Roman Reigns uh, seems to be kind of, it looks like he's going to be paired off against Baron Corbin in a one-on-one match at WrestleMania as well. Not sure what the plans are for Dean Ambrose, if any, at WrestleMania. But this looks like it could be their last um, match as a unit against uh, the aforementioned Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Um... The Shield's got to go over here. Roman Reigns has just returned from being given, uh, uh, you know, the news that he's in remission from his leukemia. Um, and uh, I don't know, it could be a, a twist. We know how, uh, you know, the WWE likes to, you know, throw in the odd swerve. Um, Baron Corbin could end up pinning uh, Roman Reigns, setting up their match at WrestleMania. That could be a likely outcome. Uh, the jury's out on this one. Um, it could be build to an interesting storyline between Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns if Baron Corbin was to get the, the pinfall. Um, yeah, let's say that. I'm going to change my mind. I think that uh, the, the combo of Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley go over in this match and I think that, that could help to set up um, the match between Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns at Mania. Then we got the, the Revival defending their Raw Tag Team Championships uh, against Alistair Black and Ricochet and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. Um, interesting. Um, I think, you know, logic um, tells me that the Revival should really defend here. Uh, it should really defend their, retain their championships here against uh, Black and Ricochet and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. I think it's going to be a, a really good match here. We obviously know what Alistair Black and Ricochet are capable of. We know what the Revival are capable of. We know what Rude and Gable are capable of. So this could be a real sleeper match. It could really surprise a lot of people. And it could be one of the, the matches to, to watch out for. Um, but uh, I don't know. I can't see Chad Gable and Bobby Rude retain, uh, regaining their titles, to be honest with you. Is it a bit too soon for Alistair Black and Ricochet to become champions on WWE? 
um, the revival. I don't know whether they've really been clicking since becoming champion. They, they've actually lost um, pretty much every match that they've had since becoming champions, um, albeit on uh, non-title matches. Okay, I'm going to say that the Revival uh, retains here and go on to WrestleMania to defend their championships. Against whom? I do not know. It wouldn't be too bad to see them uh, defend their championships uh, against Alistair Black and Ricochet at WrestleMania. Uh, but I think the Revival, uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson will be retaining here. There is a, a kickoff match that's been announced between Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Uh, this is about their, their third or fourth one-on-one -on -one encounter in the last few months, and every single one of those matches have been absolutely stellar. Um, I expect this to be um, no less than, and uh, slightly disappointed that it's on the, the kickoff show. Um, I would like to see these two go at it again at WrestleMania, and uh, I don't think anybody can really get tired of watching these two go at it, um, but I, I, I would love to see... Um, Andrade or maybe Rey Mysterio um, have the US title. Now it's on Samoa Joe, who I think is a very worthy, incredible champion. There's rumours that Samoa Joe will go on to face John Cena at WrestleMania. But um, yeah, I'd love to see Andrade as the US champion somewhere down the line. And uh, But nevertheless, you know, focusing on this match, um, I think this one will be fantastic. Um, I think Andrade is coming out with a win here. Then uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens inserted at the last minute to replace Kofi Kingston, who was uh, replaced um, <coughs> as the number one contender by Vince McMahon a couple of weeks back on SmackDown Live. Um, as much as I'm happy to see Kevin Owens return here, he's returned as a babyface, which I think is a much needed uh, change of direction for Kevin Owens. Going up against the new Daniel Bryan. Uh, the last time we actually saw these two in the ring together were at WrestleMania 34 when Kevin Owens was uh, teaming with Sami Zayn to go up against Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. It was a, an okay match, uh, Daniel Bryan's return match um, after he came out of retirement a few weeks earlier. Uh, Daniel Bryan is definitely retaining here. I, I can't see anything less than him going to WrestleMania as the champion and defending against Kofi Kingston, who will be inserted into that match one way, shape or form. Will we see Kofi Kingston or The New Day get involved in this match? Possibly so. Who knows? Uh, what does that mean for Kevin Owens going into WrestleMania? Could it be a three-way between Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston? Interesting. Very, very interesting. But I think Daniel Bryan's going over in this match. And the uh, last match that we haven't spoke about yet is Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. I'm hoping that this goes on last. And uh, the stipulation is that if Becky Lynch beats Charlotte Flair, then she gets added into the uh, Raw Women's Championship match, uh, pitting it, making it a three-way between Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch and champion Ronda Rousey. Um, I think Charlotte's going over. I think Charlotte Flair is going to be the champion, uh, is going to win this match, sorry, and go on to face uh, Ronda Rousey. Becky will be inserted into the match somewhere down the line, but I think they're going to keep us hanging. I think they're going to, uh, you know, keep us, um, keep, keep the storyline going and Becky Lynch will eventually find her way into the match, but it won't be on Sunday nights. I think we'll have to stay tuned for Monday Night Raw uh, or the Monday Night Raw's leading up uh, to WrestleMania to find out what the answer is, but they're really going to keep us hanging here until the last minute. I can't see Becky Lynch winning. I think Charlotte goes over in this match, um, and that will close out the show for a bit of controversy, a bit of drama, and extending that storyline as we get ever closer to WrestleMania. And of course, after Fastlane, we're only four weeks away from WrestleMania, um, so uh, that will be really interesting to see what happens. But that is the end of Wrestling With Genres for another week. I need to get ready. I'm going to drive off to Birmingham as soon as I've uh, um, dropped this podcast. 
because tomorrow, uh, Sunday, I'm going to be in Birmingham at the O2 Academy and I'm going to be watching chapter 86 of Progress um, with uh, all the usual Progress stars, the usual Progress um, atmosphere and attitude and I can't wait. I'm going uh, with um, regular guest host of the podcast Matt Bayliss and uh, uh, going to be meeting David Anderson down there as well as uh, as well as a few other um, wrestling fans uh, that, that uh, are kind of part of the Wrestling With John's Facebook group so I'm looking forward to meeting a few people down there and saying hi putting uh, uh, faces to names um, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Wrestling With John's and if you did please don't forget to hit subscribe and shout about the podcast tell your friends tell your families and uh, keep listening to Wrestling With John's for all of your weekly NXT UK and NXT and WWE updates so we will be doing our next Wrestling With John's uh, on Thursday where we'll be covering uh, that week's NXT and NXT UK with David Anderson, as well as a full review of the Fastlane pay-per-view. Of course, you can listen to this podcast uh, on all pod- podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and YouTube, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. We are literally everywhere. Uh, if you want to contact the show, you can email us, wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at withjohners underscore pod. You can visit our YouTube page, listen to the podcast on our YouTube page, uh, just simply search Wrestling With Jonas. Follow, follow us on Instagram um, at Wrestling With Jonas and uh, join our Facebook group. Just simply search Wrestling With Jonas and uh, select to be part of that group. So, as I said, I'll be uh, back um, about Thursday of this week where myself and David Anderson will be covering the fast lane as well as next week's NXT and NXT UK. But in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Have a great week and speak to you all soon.